0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kulik, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, the unbelievable, the mystical, the magical, the macabre, New England's own Van Helsink. With me all the way from across the pond is Mr. Parascience himself, Mr. Steve Parsons.
1: Good evening, Ron. <laughs> Sorry, um, short, caught me out a bit this evening. I had two minutes warning for this, so... Uh... Yeah, what's up with that? Wow! I know, it's... it's uh, you You get four minutes with a nuclear strike?
0: Yeah, 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 that's what it is.
1: Anyway, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Remember, we're talking backwards in time, so uh, I'll show. Yeah, up. I
0: was actually going to, uh, you know, badmouth you, but I can't do that now, so that kind of stinks, you know?
1: oh you, you you feel free bad mouth away i don't mind
0: you know i was going to complain about that steve parsons character
1: he's a terrible fella <laughs>
0: hey so what, what's the story that's going on over there in the, the uk i am seeing all this stuff on facebook about oh, either yeah. derek a and oh, karen yeah. and keith and it's in the sun and murdoch and it's going nuts what, what's going on here
1: uh, well, basically, um, it would appear, uh, Derek claims to have been misquoted, but it would appear. Uh, some years ago, we had a, there was, oh, it was quite a while ago now, um, there was a young girl who was abducted in Portugal whilst on the I Canada. remember that, yep. Um, Derek is reported to have said that um, he's communicated with her in spirit, and therefore she's dead, and, uh, but Derek is claiming that he's been misquoted, uh-huh. Um, he certainly made uh, quite a noise over here with it. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, discussion uh, on all of the social media and in the newspapers as to whether you know uh, the ethics of it, uh, upsetting the family obviously. Um, but Derek seems to have made quite a recovery during the day. Uh, he's uh-huh. said he said he he says he's been misquoted and he's made a, an offer to go over to the uh, apartment in Portugal and offer any assistance he can. So uh, at the moment, it would appear that all is looking good for Derek. Mm-hmm. Um, a bit of a comeback kid is, is our Derek, I'm afraid.
0: Uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, I mean, uh, Derek's been around the block. I mean, he knows... Not to say something like that. I'm pretty sure of that, you know. I, I don't know. I, I kind of would tend to believe him more than the, the sons, especially you know, all this crap that they're going through.
1: Well, I mean, the, the, the newspaper over here certainly has a very poor reputation um, mm-hmm. and has been embroiled in a lot of sort of problems with um, the, the lack of ethics um, I don't know. I wasn't involved. It's uh, I've only been read. Uh, you know, I- I've seen. Yeah, only what you
0: read. I understand. Yeah. So, but you're yeah. a little closer to it than I am.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been it's been bit um, bigish news. He's made the television. Um, the, the, our television stations, our newspapers have all reported it. Um, at the end of, at the end of the day, um, I don't think. You know, uh, Derek's done himself any harm, um, and he's certainly—you know—all publicity when you're doing a—you know—just setting off to do your next tour is always good publicity, so they say. Um, but it's been—it's been interesting watching the developments during the day, the different points of view coming in. You know, the the people who are vehemently opposed to uh, what Derek Derek is apparently supposed to have done, mm-hmm. and um, and of course the other side from Derek's point of view. Um, at Derek's supporters' point of view, so it's been an interesting to w- watch watching the developments.
0: Right. Yeah, it's you know it's, it seems like all that the, the, the paranormal is always in there for some particular reason or other. You know, we just had uh, a uh, a medium that was uh, arrested in Massachusetts for bilking somebody out of uh, a bunch of money. Uh, you know, a, a fake psychic. So, I mean, it's it's horrid. But so you, then you wonder why they get a bad rap. You get, you know, two or three people that, yeah, whatever.
1: Well, it does only take know. one apple to spoil the barrel, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't.
0: But, you know, the problem is, is you know, the paranormal is not an exact science, and let me use that loosely, and it's always been embroiled in uh, mysticism and, and, you know, not really looked at as anything that was uh, legitimate, and every time you get one of this, it just, you know, it just say there we
1: go again you know what i mean oh yeah i mean right from the very earliest days uh, the king um the the fox sisters, sorry and um mm-hmm. daniel hume the davenports uh-huh. yeah every so oh, yeah so right from the very earliest days there has been this to and fro argument as to yeah you know, mumbler
0: I, the f- f- spirit photographer
1: that's right you know are they are they doing what they're claiming to do somebody else claims that they've exposed them somebody says that it, it i don't think we'll ever will ever uh get get past that i think uh th- both camps will fight their corner and they will fight their corner hard
0: right i mean you can go all the way back to the the oracle of Delphi, and the, you know the the old uh, Spartan king there uh, slipped a few bucks to the oracle, and uh, <laughs> you know that, that's you know you can stock him in back then. So that's true <laughs> enough. I guess human nature it is. Anyway, well, that, I, that's, I always, that's I always, not what we're I, talking about. Anyway, I suppose we have a, a gentleman on the line. I believe you know him, don't you?
1: I I do indeed. Uh, I I know Colin very well,
0: and wow. he is a a ghost hunter. Uh, over there in the UK
1: as well, right? Uh, I'll I'll allow Colin to introduce himself. Okay, there you go.
2: Hi, Colin. How is it? Yeah, I'm I'm Colin. Um, Yes, Steve knows me very well. Um, Ghost stunt, I suppose that's a big word, I suppose. Um, But yeah, I've got a a passion for the paranormal, yeah.
0: And and how long have you been uh, doing this, uh, Colin?
2: I've um, Interest quite a long time, probably more in depth about the last ten years.
0: For how many years? I'm sorry,
2: just didn't get that. About, about, about ten years. Is, is about ten my... years. Yeah, that's a good stint. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's it's definitely brought a lot of interest and in different different. You know, how I met Steve, obviously, and you know, and he's guided the light in a lot of ways as
0: you can imagine. Well, he's done something that's for sure. I mean, if if you know him, you know he's certainly <laughs> done something.
1: Yeah, <laughs> hopefully for the better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so Steve, how do, how did you actually get acquainted with Colin?
1: Uh oh, uh actually you're probably better off asking Colin this. I think it goes back to my my brief stint on Most Haunted. Um I think that's how we... we it originally, always
0: goes back to that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: doesn't it just... Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that's how we originally met. Um, and then we got, we got to be friends. And uh, we've remained friends ever since. Uh, I see Colin uh, not as often as I'd like to see Colin. Um, but I do see him once or twice a year. Um, he used to be a little more often in the past, but things have quietened down of late. Uh, but we stay, in, we stay in touch. And um, we, we do like to work together. Um, Colin, Colin is of the, I, I would say scientific, he has a scientific bias to his investigations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like me, uh, Colin is, um, very, very much a gadget head. He does like, particularly his torches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Colin and I both have a, a, a love of, uh, flashy, expensive torches. Um, and there's, a, there's a been been a, some rivalry over the last few years with Colin and I. We try and one-up each other with torches. Um, but Colin's been a, a great friend over the years and a great supporter of uh, of parascience. Um, and we've, we've worked together on, on some interesting locations. Oxford Castle is probably the one where we've worked together the most. Um, and we've enjoyed some great nights there, uh, along, with, uh, along with Kieran and one or two others. Um, and we've had some adventures along the way, and lots and lots of laughs.
2: Um, well, let's talk a little bit about that castle then.
1: Go on, Colin. You're the expert. You live there, not lots in the of, castle, obviously.
2: Do you know it's, it's one of those um, venues that's you know it's on your doorstep? Um, but from from what I you know I find with their places, they've you know made part of it into a hotel. Or they've made part of it, so you've only got very small part of the, the actual castle left. Um, but it is an interesting location. But from personal experience, I've you know, never actually experienced anything there. We've had some good nights there, you know. I must admit, but uh, you know, I'm, again, sceptical, and nothing's been proven yet. So,
1: what's so interesting about Oxford Castle is, I mean, it goes right the way back to the um, well, the 10th century, uh, but most of its sort of latter history, uh it it served as a as a jail. And the hotel that Colin referred to is now a luxury hotel, but it's it actually uses the original jail and a lot of the cells, the original prison cells, uh have been converted into hotel rooms uh within the complex. And it's it is it's it's four five star hotel. Um, set inside uh, the prison and there are many rooms and many of the guests that stay there report having paranormal experiences and uh, seeing apparitions so it does have a long history and association with ghosts and and hauntings Um,
2: I mean it's it's, it's also said that under the courtyard um, there's what they're saying is they, they reckon there's about 32 bodies underneath the courtyard so you know, it's it's that's that's another thing. that's, you know, it, it's not what people expect or where they expect, them. they always expect them on the Hangman's Hill, as they call it. But, you know, it's it's a very it is an interesting place, um, and you know, I do do tend to go there quite a lot. Often every time I visit Oxford, but unfortunately, there's parts you can't get to, not without staying of course.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I mean, if you grew, Did you grow up in the area? Sorry, did you grow up in the area?
2: Yeah, yeah, I I grew up very, very local. I'm, I'm literally ten minutes down the road.
0: So you, you were aware of all the the stories associated, or or were you when you were younger?
2: As as a youngster, no, I'd I'd never, never really. I'd be honest, I've never really heard that many stories from there. To be honest.
1: What's interesting as well, uh, relating to Oxford, is it it also uh, has the dubious honour of being the place where Kieran and I first met. Um, (laughs) Long long before it was a hotel, it was used um, for a paranormal investigators training uh, event uh, run by ASAP, which is a British organisation, the Association for the Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena. And Kieran and I had both gone along independently, um, and had spent. We've both been on the course, and these were these were in the days when um, Oxford Castle um, was effectively still a derelict Victorian jail, and oh, hadn't, wow. hadn't been modified or, or changed in any way. It was it was very uh, very much as you can appreciate. It was very eerie, uh, very uh, atmospheric. Uh, but Kieran and I had, were, had attended the same event. Um, so it, it sort of go, it, it's the start also of, of the long uh, friendship and relationship that Kieran and I have had.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, do you think, and I kind of, I mean, when it was originally the Darragh jail, was it more haunted then than it is now? That it's been
1: uh, restored and and rehabilitated. Um, I'll be absolutely honest with you. I I haven't really followed uh, in detail all of the accounts. I am aware of uh, sort of a broad a broad canvas of them. I would say definitely that it was spookier before the, before any of the modifications and the the reworking had, had taken place to turn it into a hotel. Um, it had it had more atmosphere and it had more presence and so i wouldn't be at all surprised if if more people didn't report having experiences there but i i am aware that you know even as a luxury hotel um there is a regular um number of reports of people having experiences but then it's it, it it's history is well known and also the fact that it's haunted is also well known so people who stay in it at the hotel are aware that they're staying in a haunted hotel, and the number, the, the actual ro- the haunted rooms are pretty well publicised, uh, and you can it actually, if you decide to go to Oxford and stay at the hotel, uh, you can actually, uh, if they're available, you can request the haunted rooms and the staff will know exactly which you mean. Are they more expensive? Uh, no, 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 there's no additional charge as far as I'm aware. Um, I've <coughs> stayed at the hotel once, um in a non-haunted uh, part of the hotel um the only the only problem i encountered is because the walls are about seven or eight feet thick you don't have very good wi-fi and i i that night had to do bizarrely another radio show um and we were struggling around at the last minute trying to find a a, a cable connection to get me online um, but it's a, it, it's a lovely location. It's a fabulous building. And it's also um, the castle, which is adjacent to the hotel, is, is a huge visitor attraction. Um, and they run regular history tours uh, through the building, not really concentrating on the paranormal, but concentrating primarily on the history, except for um, they, they do organise ghost hunts and they do organise a... Ghost festival, uh, in which they do concentrate more on the paranormal, uh, and we've we've participated um, over the last few years in several of those. So it's a great location. It's 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 you know it's right in the middle of everything. It's right in the middle of the country, uh, right in the city centre. So it's you know it's it's a great place for people to get to.
0: Mm-hmm. So Colin, I mean, are you pretty much freelance, or do you work with a group, or uh, how do you do your investigating?
2: Um, I say freelance, but I'm not because I'm quite associated with Steve. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. You can tell him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm a member of the pa- Parascience, so, yeah, we
0: oh, are- Parascience?
2: Yeah. So, so
0: Steve has yeah. turned another one to the dark side,
1: huh? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, we, we handpicked the best.
0: <laughs> you did tell me that. You did tell me that. <laughs> I'm still yes. waiting for my invitation, by the way.
2: <laughs> uh, check your inbox, maybe. <laughs> so, I mean... I say, go ahead, Colin. Say, you say lured to the dark, So I mean, some people say, you know, from our point of view, he's, he is our Obi-Wan, but, you know, some people call him that fate as well. So it's like, <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I call him something else too. <laughs> but, you know when you when you do go investigating is it is it what is what is your goal really to investigate I guess it's kind of what I'm interested in
2: my goal I mean it's, I mean it, it oh, crikey. I mean you know realistically it's it's to it's the build up my well you know my, my we have a, we have a way of studying put it this way and it's trying to build a a, a fact file, on what might go on and and what might not happen in certain areas of the building. I mean, my own point of view is, you know, it's it's the best way of doing it, and as you know, Steve's created, you know, Steve's created a, a, a probably i class probably the best way of investigating a location.
0: So you actually have a set of protocols that you operate by.
2: Yeah, pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that would be, Mr. Parson be like, you know, if you want an explanation
1: in that, then you feel free to ask. No, we did that last week, I think. when we oh, Did you do with, that last week, with, Yeah, we had, I think Anne and I were both on last week, and we, we oh, talked yeah? in depth oh. about Parascience. But I know that Colin, uh, Ron, Colin um, is, and, and all, indeed all of the members of Parascience, they don't just uh, go out... Uh, investigating with parascience um, uh-huh. that each of them are you know i've always been encouraged to get out there um attend with other groups on public events um and and investigate under their own steam also uh and and the the group itself has no prescribed belief pattern you know we don't only pick skeptics who believe in science uh, we 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 have no corporate view um, you know we have people with a wide diversity of views in the team um, to, brings balance and so I, I know that Colin gets out you know goes to go something a great deal um far more often than with parascience so um you know that that gives that gives the team members and gives Colin a great depth of experience
2: yeah so, i, mean, yeah. I, I yeah, I, I just think you know the, the more places you can experience, the more views you can experience, is it, an added learning curve. You know, on people's beliefs, what you know, what makes them tick. You know, what the building is. You know, mean, you know, just being in the venue to me is 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 half about.
1: And I believe you were out at the weekend, weren't you? you? Looking for oh, Amberley? Yes, I was.
2: Yeah, Henry VIII's hunting lodge. Oh, that's cool which unfortunately is now up for sale because the poor fellow, uh, the owner, passed away last year, and he was down to the last four people being invited in there, so you had to take him up on the offer, really.
0: I mean, you you guys are so lucky uh, being in the UK. I mean, you, you are, your history goes back so much farther than us in the U, US, and I mean, I. Don't mean that in any bad way for the U.S. because we do have some great places. And but I mean, when you you're like, you just talked about Henry VIII's Hunting Lodge. I mean, that's you know, that's that's pretty amazing, really. And, and let me ask you this: uh, When you go into, for instance, uh, Henry VIII's hunting lodge, are we? Are you kind of like keying on a particular spirit uh, because it was his lo- uh, lodge, or, or are you just kind of like, you know, open to see what is there?
2: Oh, I mean, I, I think you know, you've got to be open to what there is. You know, what's actually there, not just specifically one person, because you know, that's just you know from what I understand he was hardly ever there anyway. So, you know, but a lot of people on that night, and even the so called medium, was the first person to connect with Henry the Well you know, that wasn't exactly rocket science, but um, you know, I would you've got to go in with an open mind. You know, it's got years and years of history, why should it be just the one person? So, I, I, know like,
0: I, totally yeah, I, yeah i noticed that nice doctrine of yours the uh, parasite doctrine of so-called medium i heard that slip in there <laughs>
1: oh no no comment from Stephen. well no colin colin didn't need uh, no no comment was necessary i wasn't at the location so in fact i've mm-hmm. never been to heaver castle wasn't it
2: no, of, uh, um, he, we, we'd been to here with Heber Castle. We ended up spending the like, night in Bulbrook Castle.
1: Ah, right. Now, I've never been to either. Um, uh. So Colin's the expert on, on these locations.
0: So, so, Colin, who did you go with? I mean, how many people were in your group, and, and what type of... I mean, how did you actually investigate this place over there? Uh, uh,
2: do you really want an honest opinion? I, I do. Well, I really was, do. I mean, that's
0: you know, what this is all about. Place-
2: yeah it was basically um it wasn't a proper investigation search it was it was a charity night put on for a charity um that was only invited a certain amount of people there was only 12 people there in the end and um you know they asked us if we wanted to go off and do our own thing which i was more than happy to do but i decided to go with the other group because you know i want to experience what they're experiencing and right. see what the reactions are. As it exactly. happens, we had our own screaming Banshee going down the corridor, but, you know, was, she did get rather scared. She did. Yeah. <laughs> Quite amusing. How, how scared. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was, but, she was, um, you know, it's her first time, so, you know, mm-hmm. um, anything goes bump and in the dark, you believed in so it was, you know, each to their own. I'm not gonna, right? Whatever, and, it, yeah.
0: Did you carry any equipment with you? Do you have a kit?
2: Um, on that particular night, um, it was just basically video camera, torch, and that was basically it. And you know, you've got by carrying a record. you know, by carrying a video recorder, you've got you can cover both angles by having voice and. You know, sound. So, you know, I don't think, you know, for me, that was enough for me to take with me.
0: So, you carried a video camera, must have been a full spectrum,
1: I betcha. Stop it. it. That was aimed at at Ron. (laughs) I'm not being baited about full spectrum.
2: (laughs) There was one there that night, I put it that way. Was uh, Was there really? Dude, yeah. Yeah. uh, They had more gadgets than I have ever seen in that. I mean, well, I've seen some gadgets, but Jesus. They even had a scar, star, like this lasered star cluster on the wall. Oh, just oh just yes. yeah,
1: Yeah. Yeah, we have those. Yeah, yeah. I had, to, I, I had uh, a very uncomfortable afternoon spent with a group with one of those things. I left with a splitting headache at the end of it. Uh, yeah. It was like sitting in the middle of some sort of wacky date, uh, you know, disco light show.
0: It brings wow. me back to my, uh, my youth.
1: Yeah, a very miss. Yeah, I think uh, by the end of the night, I think I felt like I'd been on LSD most of the uh, most of the day. Um, so, so, really, so I guess I, you I,
0: wouldn't. I, I guess you wouldn't like my my uh, you know electrostatic glow ball either, then, huh? Oh,
1: I've got one of them on the on the desk. It was bought for me for Christmas, but I, I failed <laughs> completely to see the, re- the, the 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 possible benefits for a paranormal investigator having a laser grid. Uh, shining green laser light in all sorts of strange directions. What it's, in, it's designed to achieve, heaven only knows. Uh, well, but well you, the, you know the theory behind it. I know the theory behind it, but what was quite amusing is that the investigator waving the damn thing around didn't understand the theory behind it at all. Oh, um, well, there you go. His, his explanation of it was that uh, the, the, the laser was sending out beams of energy in all directions that the ghost could pick up on and manifest
0: Oh, my God, um, no.
1: Really? Yes, Yeah. So, yeah um, so all he did for the, for the entire three hours we were there was shine this damn thing all over the place <laughs> and into most people's eyes. And, of course, because the, the place we were using was a, a converted nightclub, there was a mirror ball on the ceiling. Oh, my God. Um, so he, he then decided to shine the thing at the mirror ball, which just made things even worse. Um, oh, it was chaos, absolute chaos. Oh,
0: that um, is too funny. They're absolutely but, you know, too funny. You do
1: you do encounter uh, investors. You're,
0: you're going to have to hold that thought because we actually have to take a break here now, uh, Steve. Uh, so uh, keep that thought. Anyway, you are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Mr. Parascience himself, Steve Parsons, or should I say Stephen Parsons, and our very special guest, Colin King. And... Time to take a break right here on TojiNet, Net, Ghost Channel, PowerX, and beyond. We'll be right back with following messages.
1: Welcome to TojiNet, Net, radio with a cutting edge.
2: are paranormal. Not stuffy, but informal. The topics are abnormal. The
0: Paris family—they're
1: strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite rule. It's time to run.
0: I am brave beyond belief. Yeah, we'll see. Scares me. So, anyways, if you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with Anne and Ron. See you then. are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Mr. Parascience himself, Steve Parsons, and New England's own Van Helsink, Ron Kolick. And our very special guest is Colin King. And I'm sitting here looking out the window and there's a gaggle, no, a brood of turkeys going by in a straight line. So I guess that means I work with turkeys, huh?
1: That's Christmas sorted, then.
0: Yeah, it's a good size one, too. Anyway... Ah, anyway, so we were talking about uh, the laser bid thing, which, which we actually do have. We have the the regular handheld one, but we also have a big uh, plug-in unit that, that sets up an effects field, and you can do a whole room, and, you know, if any little UFO or anything slides through, you'll see it. So there
1: you go. Well, as I say, my my uh, my my exp- limited experience of these laser grids is um, uh, coloured, shall we say, and not coloured green. Um, <laughs> they have but, red ones too, you know. You know, you do get uh, a lot of a lot of investigators go out and buy these bits of equipment and and really just use them without understanding why they're using them. And I recall um, a year or two back. Uh, Meeting a, a group of investigators who had actually quite uh, quite a, an arsenal of EMF meters, a uh, big box full of different EMF meters of different types. There you go. Um, and they were they were explaining, uh, you know, that they use them as uh, on the on all of their investigations. Mm-hmm. And they were asked, uh, "Why do you measure EMF?" And the answer was, and it was a, it was an absolutely honest answer. Uh, we don't really know, but everybody else does, so we have to. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, you know, absolute, you know, uh, full, full marks for honesty. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, apart from his torch, Colin's got a fair old, a fair old uh, packed kit box. I had to use the words very carefully then. Yeah, I think he should. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's very well endowed in the equipment department, aren't you, Colin? He's got a big torch, uh, of which. Uh, oh, you
2: know, rumor, rumor has
0: it. <laughs> so, so, Colin, what what do you do, have in this little kit
2: of yours? Oh, i uh, Trifield Mia. Um, there's there's numerous little you know. I'm more. I mean, I've got a couple of cameras. Um... Cam- camcorders, um, and I have I I've got one or two bits, you know. But yeah, I have scaled. i have not as packed out as it should it used to be, but it's more the kit that, that you know that I'm, I'm more con- concentrating on camcorders now, and you know more visual side of stuff, and so there's there's, there's enough of them in there. alright yeah. uh, you, yeah. you know, it's
1: interesting. He's being. It, he's being, it, he's being I'm audio. sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, <laughs> He's being modest. Oh really? Oh yeah, really. He's uh, <laughs> he's when he says a couple of camcorders. I mean, we're talking here absolutely, you know, cutting edge uh, night vision stuff. Uh, not oh, full cool. spectrum, regrettably, but it is you know cutting edge. <laughs> uh, Colin Colin has spent quite a bit on equipment over the years. Um, I think he's I think he's sort of uh, under egging the pudding.
0: Wow. Well. Yeah he so spent all this money so he must have captured a lot of spirits on on video
1: right? Um, well you know he's shabbily dressed and drives an old battered car so yes <laughs> all the equipment all the money has gone on equipment and uh, like all good ghost hunters he spends his life living on um, value tin food.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's pretty about right. Yeah
0: you know what's interesting is that uh i do I do a presentation and, and it's it you know it's a regular powerpoint thing and to me i always stress the point that you know photos like uh you know the brown the brown lady of radium hall and the the faces and the waves and and, and those photos to me mean more than uh, some paranormal group going out and getting something on tape or something or film or whatever. It was because th- those photos were taken, whether they're real or not or whether they're misinterpreted or not, they were taken by somebody who were, who wasn't looking for ghosts. You know, it was just incidental. Whereas the other ones, are, you know, that, that was their whole purpose. So it, it, it kind of... You know, actually, almost taints the, the photographs. And, and I mean, do you kind of feel that way, or uh, do you think I'm off base
2: on that? Anyone? Uh, <laughs> Steve, over to you, mate. Oh, um, yeah.
1: well, I, I suppose what what the question really is is um, for me is that we uh-huh. do have uh, groups going out every single weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, armed with, you know, very high technology. Harry Price, you know, one of the foremost, uh, the first of the of the true you know, ghost hunters who who went out armed with equipment. H- his greatest desire um, was that he could uh, get an infrared movie camera that meant he could he could shoot moving images in the dark. And of course, that's an ability that we we've had now for about ten years. Uh, but every weekend, there are probably several hundred groups going out and, and many, very, many, many more over at in America. At least, yeah. Uh, at least, and many more in America, going to uh, haunted locations, Eastern State Penitentiary, Oxford Castle, um, et cetera, et cetera. And they're all armed with this technology. They have the cameras ready. They have the sound recorders le- ready. They have the laser pens ready. But what we're not seeing what what we what 're we're, we're just not getting are the photographs. What we should be you know chance would suggest that you know if the, if if uh, the ghosts were were there, then somebody on one of these i mean thousands of man, man hours are spent every weekend uh-huh. looking for ghosts by people who are who are very very well equipped um, and yet we, we don 't see. <laughs> in terms of cameras but yes, we don't yes. see we don't see the photographs what we do see are, are pictures of uh, anomalies that are explainable but we don't see the brown lady of Raynham hall we don't see um, the faces in the waves we don't see the convincing photographs that that we've seen in the past um and i wonder you know why is that why are, you know why are hundreds of people spending thousands of hours in very haunted locations by reputation, mm-hmm. and yet we're just not seeing the evidence, are we?
0: And of course, of course they will dispute that because they they will show you photographs that say these are definitely proof that these are spirits.
1: They will claim that, but uh, you know, invariably what they're presenting is usually quite e- e- easily explainable. Um, i was looking I was watching some footage this week for, by an Ameri- uh, put forward by an American investigator probably you know him andy mm-hmm. Uh and he now claims to be using a full spectrum camera um, and he he 's shown some some very interesting uh, video footage that he claims is uh, evidence of a ghost manifesting um, outdoors with a, a burst of ultraviolet light and then this figure walks away from it um, when I saw it I was very unconvinced by it 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 was something you could do you know with your laptop computer in two or three minutes um, it just isn't it just doesn't have the 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 weight of the brown lady or of the convincing photographs for me that were taken of the Enfield Poltergeist where the girls were were being uh, levitated above the bed uh, again okay. they were taken by you know a professional photographer who who really had no agenda in fact if he had an agenda of, at all it would be to to catch the girls performing some act of fraud that would have been more newsworthy um you know we just don't see it these people are going out week after week weekend after weekend to the same locations different groups visiting Uh, And we're just not seeing the evidence. And that's something that, you know, makes me question, have ghosts become camera shy? Um, Are they just, you know, are they just uh, more savvy because they're not getting an appearance fee? They're not appearing. Or have they all turned into little blobs of light?
0: It could very well be. We all know that orbs are definitely ghosts.
1: I'm not being drawn to that one either. <laughs> it,
0: it's it's funny you you, meant, you mentioned that because uh, there's a, uh, for better or worse, one in a, a little cartoon that actually I'm looking at it now. And it's, it shows a bunch of uh, ghost hunters in a location. And it says, Stay calm, folks. The famous ghost, the laughing lady, is in our presence. And you hear laughing. And then all of a sudden, uh, this ghost appears and goes, Ta da! And then all of a sudden the ghost speaks again and says, wait a minute, where are the lights? Where are the cameras? I only appear for celebrity ghost hunters. And then she disappears.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Never a true word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I've always said that. I, I don't, if I was a spirit, I mean, in a haunted location and, and week after week and day after day, the you know, people would come and ask the same ridiculous questions. I mean, how would you act? I, I just don't understand that. That's the one thing I really, well, not the only one thing, but one of the things I have a problem with in, in ghost hunting.
1: We mean you know harm is usually a good opening line. Yeah, <laughs>
0: that's that's a good one. Yeah. Well, like you've yeah. ever harmed me in the past. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: well, I'm, you know, I'm dead for Christ's sake. What's the worst you can do to me? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Make me live again. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there are some. Uh, yeah, uh, we mean you no harm. We're only uh, and why do you know? It's in this calling out. They're in. They're in quite a small room often, and they're bellowing at the top of the voice. If you can hear my voice, you know it's like the ghost is two feet away. Don't shout.
0: Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I, no, I do have to admit. I have u- I have used that line, Stephen. I want you to know that.
1: Yeah, but you know. You're going to get an answer back one day, aren't you? I'm, I'm only dead. I'm not deaf. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Mind you, it's, like, it's like people who talk to talk to cats and dogs. <laughs> you know, there, there is... Uh, I've done that myself, but, you know, there is mad. You, you're chatting away to your cat and your dog like it knows what you're doing.
0: <laughs> yes, for all we know, they, they may. That's the thing. We really don't know. <laughs> we can't get in their little minds, can we?
1: <laughs> no, no.
0: Anyways, Colin, I, I I did go on uh, your Facebook page, and uh, I noticed you you had the Hell Caves up there, which is it's kind of a favorite of mine. I, I don't know why; I have no clue. But uh, have you investigated them?
2: Um, I have to say it was probably my first ever ghost hunt. I would probably say um, back numerous years ago, um, and. It is a very, very good place. And obviously I visited again, you know, a couple of weeks ago during the day. And yeah, it is a very, not you know, it is a very, very good location. And there's a lot of places obviously, you know, going to, it's only 40 minutes down the road. So it's, 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 it's a very, very worthwhile place to visit. And great history, of course.
0: Right. Awesome history. Stephen, have you been there?
1: No, uh, I've never, uh, we're talking about the Hellfire Caves. Uh, right, no, I exactly, not yeah. It's, it's uh, no, I, I haven't been to, to that particular location either. So I'm starting to sh- sound tonight like I haven't been out of the house.
0: Evidently, um, I mean, you're so busy yeah. sitting here poo-pooing everything. You know, That's get what, out
1: of the laboratory once in a I, while. I, get out I, of, get been, out of the college, I've, go out. Yeah, I've become an armchair expert. No. Yes, um, yes. I've 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 been to plenty of places but there are still a lot of places I haven't been to and you keep picking them up tonight so um
2: It is it is a very interesting location. Um again, never experienced nothing there, but you know, hey, that's that's the way it goes. I mean that, I I am probably the, the last sensitive person on the planet, but you know, um if you get down here, if you ever come to England it is a great place to Great, great place to go
0: so i mean it, 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 when you go to a place like that i mean you, you've just got to be in awe of the history alone i mean it, it, you know and it looks like it's in pretty good shape from the, the photographs i saw it looks like they they have probably cleaned it up a little bit
2: yeah i mean from from what i hear from you know family side of it it's They, they, you know, it was. The actual owner used to take the kid, their kids down, and it was opened up. And numerous years later, and it's good. You go down the corridors, you can actually see sort of all the pick marks. You know, you can see so. You know, it's such. You know, a feat to see those caves go so deep. It's it's just all. It really is an awesome piece of, you know, engineering or whatever you like to call it, I suppose. And but. the tunnels are amazing. They really are.
0: Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I, I, I've been enthralled by it uh, ever since. I must have seen it on Most Haunted, I guess. or whatever.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that was one of their one of their series one shows. Yeah, that uh, wasn't
1: that the episode where uh, Phil Wyman ran 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 out with a out of the. That's the one. Yeah, that's the
2: one. Another of Be the ghost
1: Ghost Hunter runs away legendary episodes. Yeah.
2: Feeling sick, not eating
1: nothing bad, you know. Yeah. Oh, no, no. It's just the. Um, you know, why do ghost hunters run away? Not I all of them. Uh, well, on television, they seem to.
0: Then, health uh, never done.
1: Well, you see, you're a proper ghost hunter, but television ghost hunters, it seems to be, you know, de rigueur that they have to run away when yeah, anything yeah. happens. Um, you know, it's like, hang on a minute, you're there looking for ghosts. Don't run off. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: You know, you know what's funny. I, I've done hundreds and hundreds of investigations, and every time I do a radio interview or a TV interview, they always ask you, uh, you know, "Were you ever scared?" and, and Honestly, I can say that i I have never ever and i mean I work with the trans medium and and you've never never met her uh Steven, so it, it, it it's really interesting to see her work as well and like I said she's tossed me across the room before she' just dis, dislocated my fingers, so i mean it, it, it's it's always interesting let's put it that way but mm-hmm. I, I've never been scared the only time that I think I've ever been uh afraid of a situation was that of a living when i we were called to a house one time and uh as it turned out this guy had just gotten out of prison for killing someone and he was haunted by this person and uh he actually tried to uh get maureen to go back there without me so yeah that was uh that was a little hairy as far as that but it had nothing to do with the uh dead it was more with the living
1: no, I'm I'm with you. I, uh, that's a question that I always get asked as well, um, mm-hmm. and it's I can honestly, hand on heart, say I've never been scared because it's the reason I'm there. Um, so you know, right. the concept the concept of running away doesn't doesn't register at all. Running towards um, definitely, you know, mm-hmm. um, but running away no, there's there's no point in going if you're going to do that unless you're just going for a spooky night out, of course.
0: Why do we run towards ghosts? I mean, it's like. Does
1: that even make sense? Well, well, I learned that technique from Ghostbusters, of course, because it's the only way you can catch them.
0: Catch them? You can catch a ghost? I didn't realize that. No, that's what I've been doing wrong all these years.
1: Well, it's the next step, you see. First of all, you're a ghost, ghost hunter, then you uh-huh. become a ghost whisperer, then uh-huh. you become a ghost catcher, and then you become uh-huh. a ghost rescuer. Hello, why you want to rescue them, isn't it? I mean, that's the latest thing that I've noticed on the media, that uh, it seems to be now very much focused on rescuing ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're obviously you know, locked in, as Richard, would, Richard Felix would, uh, would say, that they're, they're stuck in purgatory and need rescuing. Mm-hmm. Um, but having seen some of the people who are setting out to rescue them, I think I'd rather stay in purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> it seems a safer option. We mean you no harm.
0: Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we have to take a uh, little break right now because I've got another fine episode of my uh, favorite girl, uh, Valor Ventura's Beyond Bazaar. So here we go.
2: Cave in. The Oregon Cave Chateau, built in 1934,
0: is home to the legend of a poltergeist. The innkeepers say that a woman named Elizabeth
2: killed herself sometime after 1937 and now haunts the third floor of the inn. Employees say that it is not unusual for neatly folded laundry to
0: become inexplicably unfolded, faucets to turn on and off on their own, and the grand piano in the lobby to play itself. Should you wish to visit or dare to stay the night, rooms 309 and 310 are reported to be the most haunted. You can find the Oregon Cave Chateau and the Oregon Caves National Park off of Highway 46 near Cape Junction in southwest Oregon. A freaky fact from Beyond Bizarre, available wherever books are sold. Well, there you go. That's Ventura from *Beyond Desire*. Great books. Lots of cool stuff on it. Uh, for instance, right, go ahead. I,
1: I take issue with that advert because they're not sold over here. You should get somebody over here selling that book.
0: Yeah. i will mention it to her she actually has two of them the book of bizarre and beyond bizarre uh fantastic book it's got all kinds of cool things like for instance i believe it was and you know i always butcher people's names i think it might have been peter one of the of russians anyway his, he caught his uh wife messing around so um he actually had the uh the person beheaded and kept his head in a jar in their bedroom
1: oh that's pleasant he obviously mm. did mean somebody some harm then.
0: <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, so it's funny how that segued into a cave thing. That's interesting. There's one other uh, a cave uh, thing in the UK that it was also interesting to me, and, and that's the Wookiee Caves. You ever hear of them?
1: Colin, have you ever been to Wookiee, uh, the Wookiee uh,
2: Caves? Personally, I've heard of them, but never been there, unfortunately. Um, I'm going to say it now. I haven't
1: either.
0: But... <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> you know what? I've <laughs> got to come over here and show you guys where to go. <laughs> uh,
1: no, having said that, uh, I'm blessed by having the very nearby Pembroke Castle, which has its own haunted underground cavern. Uh, oh, it does. Which, oh, it does. Um, and I was called in... I've, I've actually investigated it several times because... There were reports of a uh, voice recorded by investigators um, on on um, uh, audio recorders of a voice apparently shouting, uh, screaming, "Get me out of here and help me!" Um, uh-huh. And so, so I was involved in a follow-up uh, investigation of the Pembroke Castle voice. Uh, it's a it's a fabulous location, um, and the the cave just you know again. It's It, it has uh, sort of that added cachet. But you know, we talk about underground. Uh, some years ago, we, we did an investigation. I don't know if you saw the most haunted episode, uh, the live episode, where they spent um, some time underground in a coal mine uh, in, in the National Coal Museum. And uh, we I, did I a follow don't. We did a follow-up investigation there to test some ideas that we were having at the time because 450 feet below ground, uh, we figured that you wouldn't get much uh, EMF pickup from cell phones and from radio transmitters.
0: Oh, that's so true we, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we devised a series of experiments. That uh, we had one of our team, Anne, Anne, who was on last week. She was in uh, in in the south of France at the time, and she was actually using c- uh, card symbols and trying to mentally project uh, to members of the team um, who were unaware of the, symbol- the symbols that were being projected, whilst we were all 450 feet below ground in this very dark, very, very eerie coal mine. Mm. And? And nothing happened. Um, (laughs) Not in terms of the symbols, but we did make some interesting discoveries relating to how people respond to the darkness. And what we noticed, and and indeed we we produced a a research paper based on it, is that um, when when you're in complete and utter absolute darkness, uh, fear seems to melt away, and people become very calm and very relaxed, uh, but if you put even a small amount of light on, um, even, you know, one candle in, in, a, in a vast underground sort of corridor, uh-huh. um, they became much more unnerved because I think it gave the visual visual field something to focus on. Whereas in complete, one, one of the people, one of the team actually wrote that it was so dark, they didn't know whether their eyes were open or closed until they put the finger up to their eye.
0: So it was uh, almost they, like a sensory deprivation chamber as far as...
1: It goes. was completely, you were visually completely deprived of, yeah. of all light, um, and people found it very relaxing and very, you know, not not at all frightening. The complete opposite of what we were expecting. Hmm.
0: I, I know, I, I didn't realize you, you did that type of work, because I know that uh, Cal Cooper, uh, who uh, is my co-host... Uh, a lot of the times <laughs> yeah he he did a uh, a uh, similar thing with uh, my paranormal study group, and we had one uh, one person that went into a uh, special room that we had put together and and put in pink noise and all that stuff and and uh, Cal had uh, sent us uh, some photographs uh, I never got to see him my wife had received them and them and sealed them in an envelope and, and then he was actually trying to project those images to the group and the, the interesting thing about it was the person that was in this, uh, I, I hate to say sensory de- deprivation but it, you know sensory, sensory impaired uh, chamber, I guess is a good way of putting it, uh, he actually did fairly well in being able to visualize uh, the picture that uh, Cal was uh, thinking about. I uh, actually thought about it all week so I thought
1: that was interesting That is interesting and it's, it's slightly different than what we were doing because we, had, we, all, we hadn't we had told people in our team um, that we were sending these symbols or Anne was sending these symbols, all we told them to do was at, at certain prescribed times, we would ask them to just to put write down or anything that popped into their head, we gave them no idea of what we were up to um, so they weren't concentrating on a, on anything apart from their own thoughts. Um, they didn't know that Anne was, was sending these images from uh, a 1,000 miles away.
0: I, I know the, the uh, doorbell rang, so the pizza's here and we have to wrap it up. But I do want to mention one other quick thing in, since we're talking about this is that uh, I did an experiment with uh, Maureen. She went a- actually went in for uh, – a sleep apathy, apathy tests or whatever. They had some tests They, they where they connected the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the brain thing and all that stuff. And while she was doing that, I was in a haunted location uh, 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 hundreds of miles away. And I actually tried projecting and uh, even trying to contact the spirits to project as well. And believe it or not, the, we did get... Some type of connection because at that time, and now maybe coincidence, we would have to do more experiments, but there was definitely uh, different activity in her brain uh, in regards to the rest of the. Uh, the experiment the rest of the uh, test she was doing
1: so it was kind of interesting i i think we could we could well do a follow-up on that because i've just finished doing some some work on early society spr society for psychical work, uh, research studies uh, where they were doing thought transference between people with with quite amazing results um, and it, I think it would be valuable to go back and revisit this work of the investigators from 110, 120 years ago um, and look at what they were doing, because it's very similar to what we were doing, what you did with, with Val. Um, and I think, it, you know, I think that's something we, we, we might want to touch on in the future.
0: Yeah, I think so. Anyways, I know the tunes are on, so it's time to wrap it up, and this show kind of flew by, and it was, uh, it was definitely touching a lot of topics. I want to thank uh, Colin King. Thank you so much for joining us, Colin. No, for many, and you know what? If I get to meet you, maybe I can uh, lighten you up a little bit from the dark side. But uh, who knows? <laughs> uh, anyways, Steve Farson, Mr. Parascience, we want to thank you so much for uh, filling in for the great Cal Cooper.
1: Uh, yeah, right. I just want to say uh, the dark side's really good because we have cookies.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Good night. God bless. Good night. good night. From ghoulies to ghosties, long leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver
0: us, good Lord.